Hello, everyone. This is Larry Lewis here again on the Mentors Lounge. It's with great pleasure that I'm bringing to us someone so special, a mentee, a phenomenal woman, dynamic in everything. I mean, I have studied her for a while now, and I was like, oh, I need to bring Mary on board here. Mary needs to share her story because you're going to learn a lot from her. And so with great pleasure on this October series dedicated to women, to the girl child, to ladies, I bring to you Mary Ogudimo. Wow. Awesome. <laughs> Welcome, Mary. <laughs> Thank you so much, sir. Thank you. Good evening. Thank you so much for having me. Good evening, everyone. Like, uh, Mr. Larry, is this your hype? Ah. <laughs> Thank you so much. Sir. It's it's a great, it's a honor to be here. Thank you. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you very much, Mary. Now, you know, um, Mary has a profile, you know, she's she's phenomenal. That's not that is no doubt about it. And that is not a hype. Mary is phenomenal. She's done great things. And uh, for everyone that is going to be watching this, I want us to meet Mary. Mary, who is Mary? Okay. Um, so just tell me uh, what you want me to talk about, like which aspect of Mary do you want to know? Tell us like, everything. That, everything about Mary. <laughs> there are so many sides of Mary. So yes. like, I like it to a, just give people what is, exactly they want to know. It is it is your your table today. The table is in you. You can oh, play okay. wherever you want. On me. Oh, yeah. Okay. Just go ahead. All right. So um just I'll just keep it short and simple. Um I'm a speaker, I'm a trainer, I'm a coach. I specialize in using storytelling and deep content to reconstruct and correct um, everyday narratives and life experiences. I like telling my story. I am self-motivated and passionate about women's development and enhancement. I'm passionate about growth. I love it when people are growing, when people are advancing. Um, generally, I think I, I consider myself as someone who is um, who has this quest for knowledge, who is also passionate about learning. Um, I learn a lot. Every opportunity I see to learn, I mean, I'm, I'm grabbing it immediately because I know that somehow the knowledge will be useful some um, some other time, if not immediately. Um, what other thing? I'm a creative. I, I think of things in my head and I want to see it, you know, maybe on my system or on paper. I just like I just like to while away time with, you know, creating designs and all of that. So I think that's just <laughs> I think that's just the basic thing about Mary. Then yeah, maybe social works and involvement with um, women organization and all of that. So I am the president of the Young African Women Congress, Nigerian chapter. We have our head office in Ghana and we have different chapters in different countries. Um, I run the Mortal Woman Network also, an organization that is centered also on women development. I told you earlier, like I love anything women development. So um, what else, what else, what else? I think that's basically all. <laughs> Yeah. I used to be in the banking industry. I left bank and I'm all doing other things now. So yeah, that's just it. Good. Awesome. Awesome. Now, there are so many things that we can pick from that. 
when somebody looks at you the person wonder this person is young and she's done all this how has she been able to do all this mm. one of the one of the um, aims of the mentors lounge is that we want to democratize success wants it to be normal to be successful and you know there's this thing this saying that says that if you're going to a particular destination and someone has been there before that person can tell you that you can take this path you can avoid this bend right there is a mine here try and watch out for this and you will get to that place so when you see someone who is young and has been able to master the art of making impact, I mean, you're not local, you're global in, in your view now. You've handled stuff in globally. Where did they all start from? How did it start? Oh. What's, what, I, mean, what inf- I mean, how did it start? Because you're young and you've done so much. So, so when I hear, sorry, so when I hear people say you're young and you've done it, I feel like I don't know if it's right because um, I remember back then when I used to be a radio presenter and I had someone who was younger at the time being in the studio. I won't forget his name. His, his name is Chris Kokewe. And okay. uh, Chris Kokewe at the time, I think he was 22 years old at the time, if I remember well, it's been a while now. Hmm. And at that time, this guy had built himself or had developed himself to the point that Bill Gates had had a conversation with him, wanting hmm. to employ him, hmm. and the guy turned it down. I mean, it was in the news for a, a like, it was something that was, you know, everywhere at that time. Chris Kokewe is one young, um, one young Nigerian who I know, you know, his story is so inspiring. So when I had him, um, he's in the tech space. Now, when I had him in the studio that time and I was asking him because I also saw him like we were in the same age group, you know, yeah. and I'm like, how are you able to do this? I mean, we share, we share, we were born the same year. Yeah. And so when I saw him, you know, I was doing radio, I was interviewing people on radio and when he was sharing his story, I'm like, Whoa, no, 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 you know, and in fact, he won a particular award at that time. He won the um and signature prize, and hmm. the amount of money he won that time was like my bro, a 22-year-old cannot do this, you know. Yeah. And so just as I mean, as innocent as I was, I was asking that, how are you this young? And you are able to have achieved this thing. I was also yeah. surprised. And there was one thing he said that day that I have taken on with me, like I can never forget. Mm. So he said, Mary, why do you think I am young? It is in Africa here, we see people doing stuff at this age, you say they are young. Awesome. My competition is not the 25 year old person Good. or the next 20 year old person. I don't, I'm not competing with you guys. My competitors are outside there. 16 are doing awesome stuff. These guys are building software. This guy, and in my mind, I'm like, okay, okay. this is different. Okay, so I understand it better now. So when people say, oh, how are you able to, I'm like, you don't even get it. I'm not even young because 
because your competition has gone. No, I'm not. What's my business? It's only in Africa here you hear, oh, until when the child is tall and at this certain age, the child can go to school and do this. Outside worlds don't do that. These guys are training their kids from a very young age. I mean, even those in, I mean, in high school, Mm. they're doing stuff, they're creating things. And when you see them, you see them at a very, very, at that teenage age, let me not use drugs, at Mm -hmm. that teenage age, they're doing stuff. Mm. It's only in these days we'll see a 20 year old guy who is doing amazingly and we are going to feel like, wow, 20 year old. Because the impression, the, 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 the mindset. Success, the mindset they've given us is that, see, until when you are 40, you're not meant to break some certain ground. Mm. Until when you are 30, you're not meant to do something. So when we see people relatively young doing those things, we are shocked. But, uh, uh, how can this person be doing this? But the truth of the matter is that. We are not too young to do these things. We are not too young to achieve. We are not too young to do whatever we want to do. And I come from this school of thought that whenever you have the ability to do those things, please just get on and do it. For God's sake, if I don't do these things when I'm in my 20s, when do I want to to do it? In my 30s, I have other dreams. I have other goals. I have other things I want to do. There are bigger things to do. In my 40s, there are bigger things. So this is the time I can do it. So the conversation around where did this start from me? I think it started when I was done with my um, diploma, and for me it was just about exploring my my um, my talents, mm. my gifts, my creativity, and all. That was it for me. I was just about exploring my teenage years. I think yeah. I think that was it for me because as that um. I think I finished my diploma, my national diploma at 19. Mm. And when I was done at 19, you know, I'm like, oh, wow. You know, I came out and we wanted to do internship. Mm. And one of my friends said, if we intern in a media house, they are not going to pay also. And I met, I'm like, I cannot do one year without being paid. You know that mm. kind of thing. And and because I had done my student um, industrial training in a newspaper organization, mm. and all the while I was there, they didn't pay us. So we were just like, "Do you want to return?" I finished, I <laughs> you know. So it was that impression or that notion that actually made me go and apply to work in a bank. And right. I got it. So I finished uh, with a good grade. So I got the banking job, and I was a teller at the time. Hmm. So I was just that 19 year old girl who was working in Axis Bank, who was, you know, it was just fun for me. And then I got on to 20, 21, and I'm like, oh, wow, this place is not bad anyways. You know, okay. after my one year internship, some of us were retained. And for God's sake, at the time, I was just a 19 year old girl earning 40K. It was cool for me. Cool, yeah. It was okay. And, you know, along the line, this same lady told me, ah, you know what, Mary, you know what, we can, we can start studying and you know, um, working and all that. Because again, my parents are not the dangotes. They are not yeah. dollar. So yeah. I literally had to sponsor myself even in my education. Mm. You know, and I felt like this money I was collecting at the time, man, it's, it's cool money. I, I didn't have any responsibility. I didn't have any other thing I was using money for. So I can gather this money and pay my school fees. Mm. Okay. So I stayed back in the bank so I worked in the bank for six years, okay? Wow. But while wow. I was in the bank, because again, I want to explore my my young years. Yeah. 
So I, I, I spoke with a friend who was running a radio show at the time on Unilag FM. And I'm like, you know what? I really love media. I want to be in media because I, I studied mass communication and I love the media. I'm like, can I be coming maybe once in a week to just come and see what you're doing? And he said, oh, okay, I'll speak to the producer. So I spoke with the producer and then the man said, oh, I could come. So there, there's a particular show back then on Unilag FM that they open for students. So you could come and intern. I'm like, oh, wow, nice. So I was always going to the studio on Saturdays and Sundays because on Saturdays you have to do your voice clinic, training, mm -hmm. and all yeah. that. And then on Sunday you go and present. Mm -hmm. It was exciting. So for me, it was just my bit of, I was just enjoying myself. Exploring. I was just enjoying myself. So I was going to the radio. So I would do um, on stage from I think 1 p.m. to 2 p.m. From there, another producer had noticed me and he was like, oh, are you on this um, show? I said, oh, yes, sir. So, oh, you really speak well. Would you like to join me on my show? And my madam, I'm like, what am I doing? What am I here for? <laughs> <laughs> so I joined him on his show. So I would I would present on, um, on stage 1 o'clock to 2 p.m. Then I wait from 2 p.m. to 3 p.m. Now mm. this is my friend who also who also has a show, but his own show is by 5 p.m. Okay, but everything mm. was on Sundays. So mm. later on, I'm like, I really like your own show. I, can I be waiting? Is maybe it's you that want to wait? And that was how I did. So on Sundays, I would be in the studio from morning to night. After service, oh. I just go to the studio. I stay there, you know, check what's happening in the studio. And then from there, I began to grow myself in media. I began to meet people. We go for events, you know, they would give us the press tag. I did wow. It was so interesting. It was such an interesting field for me. So along the line, I began to build more competence. So I got to a point I was, you know, I was producing myself. Tell if my boss wasn't coming to the studio, I could operate the console and all that. Oh wow, this thing is really interesting. It's okay. really interesting. So I, I think that was just it for me. I was just on my journey to exploring my my young years. Mm. Just mm. catching on as I go on. And you know, that show, so on that show, we do a conference or a summit every year. And okay. this summit brings because that show actually the ambassador's radio show at the time invites um entrepreneurs and we interview okay. them we let them share their story to inspire people okay. so when we bring people to the studio and i listen to their stories ah, ah, this one will come and say i was a conductor i did this and this and i'm saying eh. you know another one will come and say oh my parents were dead and these are real life stories so yeah. with them in the studio and you know, every Sunday, I'm constantly hearing background put you on the ground. You know, you can aim for more, you can do better. I'm like, eh, so this thing is actually possible. Mm. Okay. And then before you knew it, I, I began to have bigger dreams because mm. I saw people who have done it. I hear. Yeah. And you yeah. know, before you knew it, they became my friends. So mm. I, I was using that to grow my network. 
I was using it to build myself. I was hearing that story and I was getting inspiration by myself. So every year when we do the um, ambassador summit, yeah. I was in charge of guest relations. So I was always the one, you know, relating with the guests who want to bring in, yeah. them, calling their PAs and all of that. So along then, like that built my interpersonal relationship skills. And mm. oh my God, it was amazing. Wow. It was amazing. So I was just volunteering and I did that for four years. So for four years, I was just, you know, nobody was paying me anything and I didn't bother because I just wanted to learn. I just wanted to yeah. myself. I just wanted to develop myself. And the truth is, I, I was on a session yesterday and I was sharing with them that one of the things I'm grateful to God for was the fact that through those things I did back then, I was able to build a really credible and strong network of people. Yeah. Because... The people I knew at that time, yeah, a lot of them today have been, they are part of my success stories. That's yeah. true. A lot of them. Because these people will share opportunities with you. Mm. They are going to show you how. Some of them will even say, oh, I'm opening a mentorship um, you know, session. Would yeah. you like to join? Would you like to volunteer for me? And I'm like, what? I'm mm. interested. <laughs> That's why I came here. Yeah. You know, so, so. That was how the journey started for me. And then before you knew it, we kept on moving from one level to the other. And then here we had to stay. Wow, 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 wow. <laughs> awesome. This is explosive. Straight from the Aussie's mouth. Man. I mean, Mary, um, this trajectory of mm. your story, right. it shows that sometimes God will just make you to start something on the journey to the bigger picture that's it that's it you're right and it, it's like somebody who wants to cook uh, maybe a delicacy mm. um put uh, meat put uh, fish put uh, shrimps put the spices start adding them as different points mm -hmm. of the mm. cooking so in this journey i've seen someone transition from being just someone who was observing um, them in the in the studio right. to anchoring programs yourself right. to producing to uh, meeting with business people yeah, right. building a network learning how to volunteer right. uh, learning the back secret mm. from right. people right who have done it before mm -hmm. all those are ingredients right. that were added at different points and they have now made up who you are today mm. and so you're able to pick this pick this here pick this here and they have all added and made That's and it. it's still a pro it's you i see on the journey yes and yes. you see I, i'm so 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 happy with this journey because there are several you know October being very special for us on the Mentors Lounge for women, for ladies, and for the girl child, especially um, those ones who don't have any hope of attaining onto something. Mm. I mean, when they hear stories like this, they know that you don't take opportunities for granted. That's it. Very Whether important. it is paid or not, don't take opportunities for granted. Right. Um the breakthrough that people are looking for is usually wrapped in a challenge. That's it. I mean, somebody said, come and 
we would like to do this volunteer no pay hmm. but it's actually you have actually paid with the human resource that you have and at the end of the day it has returned unto you create network that you can know, say that even beyond okay, my expectation yeah right? okay i know mary uh, i will recommend that to this mm, it helps mm. build over something mm. now um what i want you to uh zoom into now is about apart from this network do you have a support system at home mm. from the family um i remember when i when i the last my very last interview was with um Ifeolua Dari Johnson, the founder of Health Tracker. And she shared with me that her father was actually instrumental to what she used to do, always mm. driving her to study one book or the other. And mm. that's helped her to start reading and studying. I mean, giving some simple life lessons that whenever you enter a place, you should be able to identify two or three people by the time you are leaving. Mm. Or if you enter a room, what can you quickly identify if you enter? You know those kind of like, simple life skills that people need yeah. to um, yeah. get used to. Um, what kind of support did you have? Okay, all right, thank you. So when talking about support system, I cannot categorically say yes or no. Okay. Reason is because my parents are fantastic people. Like they are just so amazing in their own mm. space. Yeah. Right. My dad is very cool, very quiet, very calm. If you tell him you don't want to go to school, mm, mm-hmm. if you say you want to go to school, mm, that's your business. <laughs> you know, my dad is calm. My mom is the one that would say, "You don't want to go to school? Are you okay? Who gave you it to you? You know that kind of." <laughs> my mom is the you know that yes. disciplinarian. My dad is Whatever decision you make is okay by my dad, right? Mm. And and so when we talk about support system, the truth is after my ND, that's what I did in Mapoli. Yeah. That was the last time I had to ask my parents for financial support, mm. especially with education. Now, the mm. reason is this. I have four siblings, hmm. okay? Uh, we are five of us as siblings, hmm. two elder brothers, two younger brothers. I'm the only girl, all right? And you know- So you're in the middle? Yes, I'm in the middle. Wow. Amazingly, beautifully structured, you know? And so, so right from when I was even finishing my OND, my parents already sold to me the independent mentality. Like, you know what? We have tried. Oh. At that time, my younger brother was finishing from uh, secondary school and he was going to get onto university, was going to continue with his education. Oh. My, my education clashed with my elder brothers. Oh. Okay, just follow this story. The first admission I got was, was into Adwekiti. Yeah. My, my dad said, oh, no, you cannot go to Adwekiti. You are a lady. Adwekiti is too far. Mm. But I knew that that was not the story. Mm. The real story, because I had to ask my mom later, like, why, why, why did I have to wait? Mm. The real story was that my education, my admission had clashed with my elder brother's admission, and my parents could not afford to sponsor two children two in people. higher institution at the same time. Mm. So I had to wait. That's mm. the real story. Okay, 
So yeah. I had to wait for one year, go look for a job, began teaching job. I think they were paying me 3000 or 5000 I can't even remember. Mm. And so I already had that mentality that, see, babe, if you just cross this one, this is where these people are going to help so you. So stop. You better know how you will help yourself. It is now you are God and whoever God is putting in your life as a support. Mm. Okay. Mm. So, and, and I love the fact that they, my parents, allow me to be whatever you want to be. Okay. My parents mm. would not come and say they, they're not the type that would choose a career for a, a child. No, they would yeah. do that. But you know, I already saw those ahead of me. My brothers practically had to also sponsor their higher institution. Mm. I had seen it. So mm. my brain was working. I knew mm. that when you get to this point, because they have to focus on the rest. Yeah. And I still have two behind me. I cannot kill them. They cannot mm. afford it. And I don't blame them for that. Mm. So I had to tie my belt where it is strong. Honestly. And you know, you know, a lot of a lot of time, and I feel like what affects some of us is just this entitlement mentality where you just expect that you know what, um, my parents are here, they should do everything for me. Something I love this story, honestly. It resonates with a lot of people. It's a problem. Something shocking happened to me recently. Uh, it was later, sometimes this year, and when I discovered, I was literally in tears. Because I felt like I don't deserve this, you know. Hmm. I had applied to, I think this is the second time I'll be sharing this story because I shared it, I think, on a session I was on Monday. Right. And um, because again, I just need to tell people this part because you don't see, nobody holds you anything. That's yeah. the truth. No matter how you want to say it. I have also said those things before. In fact, I've literally had to say some things to my parents that I had to go and apologize later. Because mm. the truth of the matter is that orphans are living this life and they, yeah. are, they are coming out strong. So what's your own problem? Yeah. <laughs> you know, That's true. I've, yeah. I've literally had to say some things to my parents when they out of anger, you know, and all of that. But I later had to go and apologize. I told you, I'm sorry about what I said. I, I didn't mean it. So I needed my white certificate for a particular application I was doing at the yeah. And when I when I called my I, in fact I asked my mom, have I collected my certificate? She was like, oh no. And I finished secondary school for maybe eleven years now or ten years. <laughs> you know, but I've never had a need for it. This you know, I think I had always you for all the things I've had to do, I could just submit my statement of results from yeah. my school. So and just it was you fine. know. And it was okay. So for this particular application, I don't know. They just said you need the original work certificate. Ah, I just told my mom, have I collected it? She was like, ah, no, it's still in your secondary school. I said, what? <laughs> How? What has happened? You know, that day I went to my, my school WhatsApp. You know, I quickly got the number of my proprietor and all that. I began to make calls. And then my proprietor said I should come. When I got to school, and you know, I saw my principal. I, I, I how are you? It's been long. I have not seen you in years. I said, I'm fine. No, then it goes. We see you on social media. We are proud of you. We see what I said. I came to call my certificate, and then he said, Ah, your certificate. Don't worry. We have the certificate. But um, I think you still have some outstanding. What? Uh-uh. <laughs> Eleven years. No doubt, mercy. <laughs> <laughs> you know, 
I said is this one drip? <laughs> oh god. When it happened, Mr. Larry, wow. I cried. Like wow. I like I cried. I was in that office that day. I was in tears. Wow. You don't understand. I said, sir, what wow. do you mean by outstanding? I don't understand. Like, how can I go back to my secondary school and I hear outstanding? What is outstanding? When I was in secondary school, I was just a 15-year-old girl of 14 or 16. Wow. He's, what? I said, please explain to me what you mean by outstanding. And then he said, oh, there's some money your parents did not pay. I said, sir, huh? since how many years ago? And do you know the funny thing? He said, no, we still have the records. We know that you people will still come back because you will need your certificate. So we don't even bother you. No matter wow. how long you go, you will come back and you will pay the money. Hey! Wow. I said, okay, no problem. Bring out the records. Let us how check. much, yo? How much? So I know we have to start from. <laughs> <laughs> wow! <laughs> And you know, you know why I wouldn't argue. I wouldn't argue because the records were there. I, I was the first child. I, I was the first child who actually attended a private school. I'm from a very humble background. Yeah. I was the first child who attended a private school. My elder brothers attended a public school, mm. and I remember how they used to chase me out for not paying school fees. And so whenever they chase me out to say, ah, Mary, go and bring up, because my school is actually far to my house. Mm. So I'll call my mom to say, ah, mommy, um, they've sent me out for school. My mom say, hold on, just be one minute. Whatever my mommy would do or say, I don't know. You don't know. She would just call me back and say, Mary, oh yeah, go back to school. Tell so 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 person, I fuck with so so person, and they will allow me in. Do you mm. get it? Mm. So, my mom apparently has a relationship with the proprietor, so she would just say, okay, we'll pay social amount, social time, and all that. Apparently, there were some accumulations. Mm. Mm. I know school business, proprietors, they will not forget their money. Yes, now. Let me go back to my gist. So, I went, and then when they, when they brought out the record, I said, okay, so is that how much is the money? 110000 a hundred and ten thousand naira. Nine for eleven years. From eleven years ago. Wow. Do you understand what I'm saying? That is serious. If I had known that I had that kind of money outstanding, how much is a hundred and ten thousand? You will have found it. Even if it took me to be paying every month you out of my salary. It. Yeah, I would have finished clearing that debt. In fact, it wouldn't take me up to six months to clear that. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> wow. Wow. And my proprietor said you have to pay this money before you could collect your certificate. Hey. The application I want what I wanted to use it for it was going to close the Monday, so Kai. I I couldn't even do go and come back. It's not possible. Kai. Hmm? <laughs> Unexpected. I, I cried. Uh. Like, <laughs> I called my mom. And then I said, Mommy, hmm. I'm in school now. And they said, they said that. Eh? So, so, so amount of money. 
<laughs> my mom said, eh, we are not aware. When did you go to the store? In my mind, I'm like, I'm like, what's happening here? My mom said, eh, okay, eh, so to the mama share, what are we going to do now? No, I don't have any money. Oh. I, I said, I said, I said, see, it's okay. Don't worry. I said, Shepi is my school fees. Don't worry. I will pay the money. Hey. All the money left in my account. Yeah. Well, you said, okay. Two fees from her many years ago. So wow. you want to ask about support system? Should we start mm, from that? Mm, I guess. <laughs> I guess. Now you see, you see, you see. Maybe, maybe, maybe the only thing, maybe the only thing I enjoy. Yeah. Okay, you want to say something? Now the thing is this: it is, it is good that you are sharing this. You said something mm -hmm. earlier. Orphans are leaving. Things That's are working right. for That's them. That's true. They are moving on. <laughs> you see, the reason why this thing, this particular story that you are sharing is so important is because if you pick 10 Africans, mm. it will resonate with at least eight of them. Yeah. Yeah. And so coming from you is, I mean, a big ray of hope for them. So say that, oh, so this person actually went through something like this also. And it's this. And that is what we were about. Mm -hmm. Now, this thing that you have shared is so, so, so touching. And here you are. You know, you know, I can you know I can laugh about it now because but that time it was not for you. I know, I know. I went back home, I was so angry. I was ah. I go back home, my mom was talking to me. I said, please just leave me. Because I was still processing how I get to pay the balance of my own school fees. <laughs> I said, please, I, yes. if, you know, my mom was saying, well, she was even telling my daddy that ah, Mario is not talking to anybody. I just slammed the door. I think I was like that for a few days. Mm. And you know, later on, when I began to process it, I just said, Mary is not what it's a big shape of sharp That's all. Move on. What if it was more than that? Did mm. they, would they kill themselves for you? Yeah. What would they have done? They've done their best. They've tried. Mm. I think the only thing I enjoy that I would say is a support system is the enabling environment. The yeah. fact that my parents would not stop you from doing anything. In fact, I remember a time when I was still on radio. We had, in fact, I had stayed late that Sunday. Yeah. Because I, we were recording a radio jingle uh -huh. for our next summit. And then I lost track of time. My phone was off. And when I got to the house, I met my parents outside. They were so worried. I think I got them around maybe past 11 or thereabout. It was so late. And you know, I got to my dad said, Mary, where are you coming from? Bah! That was a slap. Where are you coming from? Bah! Bah! I said, so I'm coming from the studio. I'm coming from the studio. <laughs> You know, I'm coming from this studio. <laughs> you can't call my boss. I'm coming from this studio. <laughs> ah, Daddy know? must protect her. His daughter, the only daughter. 
He was so scared. He was so scared, and I understood. But even if even if I apologize later to say, oh, you want know your phone was off and all that, you should have called us. Yeah. Let us know how you were. So I yeah. understood it. But mm. next Sunday, me, I was, I still went to the studio. Of course, I of went course. To because nobody's going to stop him. Not even a slap. So, <laughs> so if we, so when we talk about supporting support system, mm-hmm. the only thing my parents gave me is that they gave me the free will to make my choice. The enabling so environment I could make also. My own decisions, and they would support me. Okay, my hmm. brothers are also like that. All I need to do to, for them is to inform them about anything I want to do. It's not like I'm informing them to seek their permission or hmm. their validation. Do you hmm. get? Hmm. So hmm. that's that's my own. That's the kind of support I enjoy. Good. All right. So my my talking to them is because oh, I just want to seek maybe what your advice is, what your opinion is. If 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 they have the ability, I know they will. They will. But the truth is, it is somebody that has. Who will give you? Yeah. Somebody that even you, you are the one giving the person. So how do you want the person to give you? Yeah. It's not possible. Yeah. Right. So yeah, that kind of support system, I got it. But when you talk about other aspects, it has to be something you are pushing by yourself for yourself. And even when the encouragement is not there, even when you're not even getting the desired support, oh. once you know that this is the line you want to toe. This is for your dream. This is for mm. your future. This is for your life. Mm. You you better be ready to fight tooth and, and nail out. They say be, be, be ready to fight because mm. you, you will really have to fight some battles. You won't, yeah. it, won't, it won't come to you on a platter. It won't mm. come to you on a platter. You have to fight some battles. And you have to leave some because you can't fight every battle. So mm. pick your battles. Check the ones you want to fight. Leave the ones you know you cannot fight and just move on. Awesome. awesome. Thank you so much, Mary, for, for that explosive um, um, rundown of all they have gone through. <laughs> now, the truth is this, um, for ladies, girls, teenagers, young ladies, um, one of the things that they, tr- um, how will I put it now? They struggle with is finding their voice. Mm. Finding their voice, um, being able to navigate the deep ocean that men are, Mm. especially if you're from a developing country. This you have been able to do. If you were to advice a young girl a teenager in secondary school what are the things that you will tell them in terms of things that they need to do now as in embrace now how 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 can they position themselves for global opportunities you mentioned something earlier i like the word of um the very popular john obidi usually say something he said that your fight is different yeah uh-huh. you will not be young forever your fight is different especially yeah. when fr- you're from the third world yeah right? a developing country really your fight is different now mm-hmm. what are the things that you would tell a young girl or even a young mm-hmm. person watching this thing that guy lady this is how you need to reset that brain 
and these are the things that you need to look for. What, what will you say if you have to uh, be okay. speaking to them? Today? So, so one of the things I did that helped me, um, that even like you know, revamped my mentality, uh-huh. was that I began to look for women who are doing amazing stuff, uh-huh. and I began to move very close to them. Oh. You know, I, I when I started the multi-woman network, the idea in my head was that I wanted to showcase women who are excelling in every area of their life. Because yeah, for we are still going to, life, sorry for cutting you, we are going to come mm-hmm. back to that multi-woman because there is a way yeah. of doing that. Uh, so yeah. go ahead. But because for a long time, the idea we've heard or what they've sold for us, the story they've painted to us is the fact that you cannot actually be everything you want to be as a woman say for instance if you want to be a career woman now just know automatically know it at the back of your mind that your family will suffer you know that's mm. the mentality that's the picture they painted to painted. us and mm. i don't blame them because our own mothers had to sacrifice some things for some things mm. i use my mother as a case so my mom at age 40 Mm. had to go and learn fashion designing mm. and i mean it so when she was learning fashion designing at age 40 she was learning from a friend who was a bit younger than her right at that time i was i think i was already in school or so i can't even remember what level i was at that time but i was i was grown right i'm not mm-hmm. i was not a child mm. My our last born at the time was maybe three year old or two year old because we have one small boy, the mm. fifth of us. Mm. And you know, I, I watch how my mom struggled with taking care of that little boy and meeting up with working as a fashion designer. Do you get? Yes. Now my mom does fashion designing, she does catering, she makes air, she you know, she all days little provision store. So one of those days, you know, I was just asking her, that, I mean, wait, how come you able to do all these things? And the truth is, when it comes to parenting, I give it to my parents. Like, mm. no, I give 100%. My mm. brothers are doing fabulously well. Mm. All right. So when I was asking her, that, why did you really have to go and learn fashion designing at eight or 40? Why? And then she said, she said there were some things, there are some things she has already put down that she must learn in her life. Okay. And that that fashion designing was part of it. And that she had promised herself that no matter what age she gets to, she will learn it. it. I said, oh, wow. Okay, Mm. now I see. Mm. I said, wow, nice. I picked that. Mm. I held that one. I held Mm. it in my hand. Yeah. So as, when I go out and then, you know, I'm at events, I hear women speak, I hear women talk, and I'm like, ah. and I look at this, the families of these women, they are raising great children. They are yeah. Fantastically, I say, ah. so where did we get this other mentality from? Of one way talking. It means that some people are not telling us the full story. That is yeah. it. It yeah. means that some people are just showing us the side they want us to see. To see. And believe. <laughs> I say, oh, okay. So what I began to do was to now, so I now stopped listening to them, just listening to them. I go and look for their biographies. I just go and look for their biographies. 
So when I see a woman I admire and I see how she's doing, I go and look for a biography. I will go and look for that book and buy it. And then I'll begin to read. Mm. That in itself has a way of shaping my mind and opening my eyes to the opportunities and in fact, the endless opportunities that are open. In fact, being a woman is even a plus these days. Like you are at a great advantage. advantage. We are no longer, we have left that part where it is now only about the male child. In fact, right now, it even looks like the male child is being sidelined because Hmm. everybody now is talking about female empowerment, women empowerment. You know why it is looking like that? Because again, for a long time, there's been silence about mm. women empowerment yeah so now that everybody is now amplifying their voices it now looks like ah we are doing too much but the truth of the matter is ne- no much is too much no much yeah. is too much because for a long time these are the people that have been sidelined and neglected mm. now back to my story how if i'm advising a young girl or a a, 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 a teenage girl or somebody who yeah knows one thing I did was to educate my mind and tell myself that I am not in any war with any gender. That is very important. Wow. I'm not here to be fighting who is equal, who is not equal. I don't have time for that. I don't even have power to fight. Wow. I believe that every one of us have our differences and we have our space to feel. Wow. As you have been given potentials as a man, I have also been given potentials. You, if you want to blame anybody, maybe you go and blame God for blessing me with so much potentials. So it is not my fault if I am exhibiting the potentials that God has given me to exhibit. You cannot blame me. You cannot blame me for that. It is not my fault. You cannot blame me for doing the assignment that God has committed into my hands. Yeah. If that one is not my fault, okay. So yeah. if I'm telling you because you you, you I cannot be responsible for you not doing your job as a man, and then you now want to because me I'm doing my own. You now feel bad and say, oh, she's a woman. Why should she be doing it? Hell, wh- where are you coming from? You go and do the God that sent you now. I'm doing the one God that sent me. Yeah. So you should not feel bad. All of us are doing our own stuff the way God has empowered us and God has instructed us to do. Yeah. The first thing I do is to educate my mind and tell myself. So I let myself know that I am not in any war with any gender. Uh-huh. I have been blessed with potentials. I have limitless opportunities like you have your limitless opportunities. So let uh-huh. every one of us feel our calling in our spaces. Uh-huh. Let every one of us Run our races. Mm. We will meet in front. We will meet at the top. Yeah. Different races for different gender. We all have our different assignments. Mm. So you will not put the blame on me for doing my assignment right. Mm. You will not. So mm. if I am fulfilling mandate as a woman, what God has sent me to do or giving me the empowerment to do, it is no fault of mine. This mm. is just me manifesting in my natural habitat. Period. Mm. It is mm. simple. In fact, oh simple, God. It is so simple. So I don't get it when people are saying, oh, we're fighting gender roles. Gen- There's no need for fights now. Girls, girls should stand out and, and, and know that they are gifted. Mine. I do your, you do yours, I do mine. 
good, good, awesome, so, awesome. So, so I have, I have this mantra, and even, even when you read my profile, I used to say that I long for a time in history when there is nothing such as fights, that fight word for gender equality, because everyone will understand that both male and female have their potentials and yeah. they have their capacities to be everything and anything they want to be. Yeah. I'm just looking forward to a time when there'll be nothing such as gender violence because everyone will understand what it means to respect the other. And yeah. everyone will treat everyone as human, not necessarily because you are male or you are female. Mm. I'm just praying that there will be a time when everyone is free to become and we look forward to each other's success. Mm. Because we understand that life in itself is a race and there is no competition because everyone has their space. I should be in charge of that space. I'm praying that one day we will come to a time where we can look at each other face to face and say, you are indeed my brother, you are my sister. Mm. And then the only thing mm. that is blending us is love. Mm. It's simple as that. Mm. So what I will be telling my younger child or a, a younger girl is that there is no limitation to you because you are a woman. Go all out and be everything, everything. that God has created you to be. Every awesome. single thing. Yeah. Everything. So mm. explore. I mean, Take, take chances, explore, dream as big as you want to dream. Because the truth is, as you have opportunities for guys, you have opportunities for girls. There is no gender tap to any opportunity. That's true. Not even when it is something that you have empowered to do. Not even when it's something you have been empowered to do, something that God has the capacity to do it. Uh -huh. Why will I want to limit myself now? Why? Uh -huh. Uh -huh. When the creator has already empowered me, and then I already have the commandment that I should go to the world and multiply and be fruitful yes. and replenish the earth. You think yeah. I'm going to be fruitful by folding my hands and mm. thinking, oh, this one is not meant for me. This one is meant for... No, no, I'm not going to do that. I'm, I'm, running, a, I'm running with a mandate though. I'm not going to do that. So let now, all of us be running our races. It is no competition. Tied, tied to this, this thing that you are saying now is something that um, is a bit of concern for me, especially for the younger generation now, mm. which is social media. Um, TikTok, Snapchat. Mm. That's for the Gen Z, right? <laughs> Gen Z. Gen Z generation. Yeah. And if you have parents who allow um, the children to explore and everything like that, mm. there may be a kind of a, a tendency for, for them not to be guided, especially right. with the fact that you have all these things and it's just there. How will a child maintain focus and maximize all these tools because i see them as tools anyway tools for you to achieve yeah, right. what you have been called to achieve but it looks as if that if if they are not careful they will be carried away by the wind of social media and get lost in the wind whereas yeah, right. if they identify what they're supposed to do on time they can channel it and use those tools to amplify. So what will you say, right. I mean, in this space? I mean, that is one space that is um, a really you know, big issue. It's a big issue yeah. now. 
so for yeah for this for a particular area i'm really going to say that um there's a lot of work to be done on the part of parents hmm. on the part of guardians uh guardians hmm. and the part of men and role models hmm. why am i saying that i remember having a conversation with my mom recently before i left the house yeah um my I, my kid brother is um i think he's 18 years or 19 years old now right and i saw him with an iphone okay just listen uh-huh. to this i saw him with an iphone me i didn't have money to buy iphone until last year when i had worked i saved up some money you know and then when i saw him with the phone he said if you're Lua. I know he, he used he used he was using an Android that yeah. a family friend had given him. Yeah. So I called my mom and said, ah, "Mommy, do you know the kind of phone Ife is using?" She said, ah, "She does not know." I don't blame the woman now. She really does not know. Mm. I said, "Okay, Ife is using an iPhone. iPhone. Do you know how much they sell it an is. iPhone?" <laughs> she said, ah, "She does not know." I said, "Okay, let me break it down for you. iPhone is my kind of phone." Uh-huh. Okay. I I have an iPhone and an Android phone, and I told her the amount I bought my iPhone, which was not even new. Oh, I told her the amount, and when she she said, "Hey," I said, "You don't you don't know what's happening." I said, "Since you have been seeing that phone with him, have you bothered to ask him where he got that phone from?" She said, "Hi, ah, yes." So she asked him, "Oh, she said it was his friend that gave him." I said, ah, "Which friend?" friend? Which friend does Ife have that can afford it? That can give Ife an iPhone. And then I called him and said, Uncle Ife, I know you are now a big boy. Please come on, face panel. I saw this kind of phone with you. Where did you get it? And then he mentioned the name of his friend. I said, So that your friend, which kind of phone is he using? He said he's also using an iPhone. How come your friend is able to afford two iPhones? He said it was the sister. The friend sister who was abroad who sent it to her. I said, eh. Mm-hmm. So your friend sister abroad sent your friend two phones. You, you are now using one iPhone. Uh-uh. He said, ah, Aunt Mary, even the phone is not good though. I want to go and repair it. I said, don't bother repairing it. Just bring the phone. Don't bother repairing it. I said, your jump result, what was it? He was stuttering. I said, hey, you know, you see the problem? Uh-huh. You, how will you concentrate? You cannot concentrate now. Do you know, it got to a point, my brother would have earpiece in his ears and he's asleep. He would be mm. listening to music and he's asleep. Mm. Mm. I said, eh. So I can relate. I can yes. relate when you say these things. Yes. So here is what we did. You are not using iPhone in this house. Even the Android phone you wanted, before I left the house, I told my mom, the android phone with him please collect it if you need to communicate with him i don't even want to hear the point that he will not know what is going on in the world please let him not know it i'm not interested in him knowing it when he gets to the age when he needs to know it he will know he will know it he will know it get him a phone that doesn't that will not distract him because for children who are not disciplined enough yes to know when to do what, how to do what. Before you know it, 
They're they're carried away. Yeah. And their children, you, you will not blame them because they are restless. Yeah. So they're always looking for something to engage them. Mm. I jokingly say this, and my friends find it funny. We don't have TV in my house. Even till today. My father will not buy a TV set. Not because he cannot afford it. Afford, afford, um, afford, afford it. it. Not because he cannot afford it. But because growing up, we were young. We were children. So even when we grew up to the point of we having our stands and knowing what to do, it didn't even occur to anybody. Who has time to sit down in front of TV and be watching when there's work to do? Mm. You know, give him an alternative. For children, you have to be extra careful. Mm. In fact, raising a child in this generation takes extra grace yes, and extra strength. Because you have to always be on your toes as a parent. Yeah. Spiritually and physically. Yeah. Physically, you are checking what they are doing with their phones. You are snooping on them. They are asleep. You pick their phone and you are checking. It is not you going out of your boundaries though, as a parent. It is you interested in what your child is doing with that phone. Yeah. You will be shocked. You will be shocked to know what some children are doing with phones and on social media. The day I saw my kid brother down was the day I knew that I has finished. <laughs> Who opened Facebook? <laughs> Who opened Facebook account for you? So I had very, you know, and when they begin to shrug, yeah. And see Mary, I'm uh, 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 time. I got home. I think I, I left the house for a period and then I came home in the, I, I came home. And I woke up one morning. I'm like, where is the fair in this house? This house is unusual. My mom said, Oh, he has gone to, he has gone to the gym. I said, gym. Which gym? Because I know that in that our area there is no gym. No gym. So which gym has he gone to? And then my mom said, Oh, he's lifting weights. I said, weights. Which weights? Which weight is he lifting? Who does he want to box? That was well, the last time he went to any gym in the house. Because apparently, where he goes to to say it is a gym, he's just an uncompleted building that guys gather in the morning to carry lifts and weights. Hmm. And then, because you don't know the kind of people that are in that place, yes, you cannot just allow your child to go anywhere. Can be easily influenced. And then I said, this is the last time you will go to that gym. You are not going there anymore, and it is stamped. If I hmm. see your leg there, you are in soup. My younger brother is in the Navy. I will not even talk to you. I will just arrange boys. They will beat you blue black. By the time they are beating you, when they are done, your head will reset. Mm. Because this is not, I, I'm not taking chances. I'm not his parent though, I'm just his sister. Yeah. But I understand because my, my parents are, they, they've grown. My mom yes. sometimes, she's even tired. The yeah. way my mom brought us up. You know, there was a day I had it's to tell my mom that mommy, come first. The, one, the same you that raised us is raising the fair like this you. one. You know, because people will do something. I'm using them as a case study now so that people can relate. Yes. They will do something in the house and I'll be like, hi. My mom, hey, my mom. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Mommy has relaxed. You know, mommy has relaxed. And I, I cannot blame her. The woman is preserving her bones. And so, this is not the time well, to relax with social media. This is not the time to relax. So every time when I call, I say, wait, if I want to speak with him. Oh. If I, how are you? So we, we, we have some targets. Before, before I even left the house, I made sure I linked him up with my friends who are team coaches. Let oh. me get him busy. 
It is when he's less busy, that's when he'll be looking for things to do. Help me get him busy. Let him be in the midst of people that are serious. Because mm. we still have teenagers that are serious. Yes, yes. Put him in clubs. Put him in educational societies and activities where he will see younger children who are doing well. And, and he will be inspired. That is yes. the kind of community I want him to be in. There are a lot of them. So sometimes they go for boot camps. I say, correct. That's it. That's what I want to see. Sometimes yeah. they go for training. I say, nice. That's what I want to see. Because I'm not going to take chances. Mm. Mm. So if you are a parent in this time and age, you need to begin to devise means of keeping your children busy in a positive way. You cannot leave them to themselves. You cannot. Leave them to themselves and say, oh, because it's a teenager. Oh, because it's a young child. From that age, if you cannot control them, they grow up with what you you totally, totally do not have any control over. So at the end of the day, they they turn out to something that you are now, even you, you are surprised, you are shocked that Mm -hmm. this is my child. Yeah. You have actually forgotten that when that child was exhibiting some traits and character that you should have corrected, you felt, oh, he's still a child, let him be like that. Mm, mm, mm. I have a kid, I have another boy who, who is also close to us. Um, my, Should I call him a cousin now? He's a very small boy, very small boy. So the, the other time I heard him singing some music and I said, ah, Sam, come here. Where did you hear this music from? And then he said, my daddy, my dad. I said, oh, your daddy sings it. Okay, no problem. I know where the problem is. The next time I saw his father, I said, so this is the kind of music you are singing in the house. And then he said, how do I understand? Ah, because your son is singing it. Because that is the only music now your son knows. I said, don't, that music should not be heard in that house again. Look at the lyrics of this song. When you're singing the lyrics of this song where a child is, the child grows up. Knowing those lyrics, before you know it, they're imagining things in their head and then they want yeah. to try it out. This boy has a younger sister. You're not always with them two for seven. Yeah. I'm not saying you as an adult cannot live your life. Please, enjoy your One life. One has to be mindful of the people around. But be mindful, especially when you have kids around you. Be very mindful and be careful of the things you do, of yeah. the things you say, yeah. of sites that you visit. Your yeah. child is sleeping on your shoulders or resting on your chest, and then you are surfing sides. Mm. You are carrying a child. The child is looking at your phone. You are surfing. You are surfing sides, right? Mm. Mm. The same child will pick up your phone when you are not around, and we go and to go that, there. that place you went to. Yes. You'll be surprised. Yeah. My cousins now operate. I they operate phones like it's their game. I'm yes. in my mind. I'm yeah. like, What's happening here? Yeah. I put phone down. You have unlocked it. Who taught you how to unlock? Yeah. Yeah. These kids are extra smart. So yeah. this is it. I, I was speaking with a set of secondary school students mm-hmm. some time ago. And I tell them there's something I always respond to my brother. And I used to, I let them know. Any young person I see around me, I let them know that you will not be young forever. Mm-hmm. So in 10 years' time, you will look back at the decisions you made today. Yeah. It's two things. It's either you are proud of those decisions or you regret. Uh-huh. It's either you are proud of those decisions or you regret. And it is a very simple world. As I am like this, uh-huh. this is my life that I'm living. My uh-huh. brother knows. When I've talked and talked and talked, I'll just tell him, you know what is your life? Uh-huh. At the end of the day, it is your now life. You. 
and it is how if you think anything will happen and then you have a elder sister that will my dear <laughs> i will soon start my family you are on your Yo. own you are on your own better know it now so i understand that thing into his ears he hears it very well oh god don't think there's somebody somewhere that will be financing your frivolities and financing your your irresponsible lifestyle no way it is not happening anywhere awesome. if you are responsible fine we will support you all the way but if you think you want to come and be doing what you want to be raising shoulders for who it's not possible so awesome. i'd advise parents to be extra careful yes the spirit of spiritual um exercises are not it cannot even be overemphasized definitely but parents need to be really extra careful. Not yeah. parents alone. Teachers, guardians, um, mentors, um, coaches, tutors, everyone is our joint responsibility. Awesome. And I know that more we continue to do it, we're going to raise better children. Absolutely. Mary on steroids. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> I so much enjoy this and um, I just have a few more, maybe one or two questions for you, right? Um, you have, you have set up a network focused on um, women. You're also uh, the president of the Young African Congress of Women. And um, this is the social enterprise space. You've authored a book. Which was published, um, I think, this right. year, right? You published a book, uh, Suffering yes, and right. Smiling, this year. And um, you have been on Yali. I mean, now the question I want to ask is um, I know you've, you've built a network of people that refer you to stuff. Did you go through trainings that prepared you for this? It's a different thing to say that you have network of people and yes, they tell you to do this or do that. What did you, did you submit yourself to some training? Those times that after maybe when you, uh, when you finish your ND program, how did it, when did the transition come that Mary became the founder <laughs> of multi-woman network? How? How did Mary become somebody who is traveling around Africa, traveling around everywhere? These are opportunities. How? Yeah. Because the how is very, very important for people. How? How did it happen? How can somebody who is looking at you today say that, me too, I want to follow that track. The person did this. Me too, I want, I'm going to do it. Break it down, please, for us. Yeah, so so the place of, for anyone who wants to, you know, do a lot, especially with capacity building, you know, you want to inspire people, uh -huh. um, you want people to, you know, you want your voice to be heard, you want to tell your story and all of that. Um, the place of personal development cannot be overemphasized. Yeah. Because it is only what you have on the inside of you that you can give out. Uh -huh. Trainings are a lot. As in, I did trainings like no, man, no man's business paid for trainings, free trainings, events, networking, um, social hangouts. Which one did I not do? Before I became the event and networking um, chairman for Yali Network, mm -hmm. when I was there, I had gone through Yali training. 
So you will do the training. In fact, you will do you will apply. You would apply. If you are selected, if you are lucky to be selected, fine. If you are not lucky to be selected, you will reapply again another year. Mm. You get? You will mm. reapply again. A lot of applications that do are now be rejected though. A lot. Ah, mm. so rejection mails have a separate form. You would just after you have applied and answered essay questions, or you have you have known all the grammar, you know, you would just come and hear there is a small chance you were qualified. We only need twenty people. In fact, there's a particular application I did, Carrington Youth Fellowship application that I never qualified for. Uh, they wanted just twenty young people, twenty hmm. young people, and. You know when they push out applications like actually this US consulate application, yes. you know, Barack Obama and all these, you know, international organizations, a lot of people apply. You're not the only one with the yes. brain. Yes. A lot of people. So that application, out of that application, I think out of maybe five thousand or four thousand plus, they selected just sixty persons. I was part of the sixty that was selected. Now, after when they select you, you will now go to the U.S. consulate in Lagos, <laughs> the office. Yeah. Then you will now go and sit in front of the people to interview you. I it was at that place I I did not pass <laughs> because out of out of the sixty of us, they were just meant to select twenty. Twenty. And so they will select their best twenty. Huh. I didn't make it to the best twenty. I had some opportunities or applications like that I, I, I did and I didn't pass and I didn't feel bad about it. I mm. only knew that I need to go and work more myself. Mm. So the place of personal development cannot be overemphasized. You know, today I see people, you know, I was just sharing this yesterday that just small idea that drops in your mind. Boom, immediately you want to go and start an NGO. Boom, immediately you are now a founder. Fear, next time we see you, you are now a CEO. Until uh, coming down. Because... <laughs> <laughs> he can't eat down. There's two. There's room for clothes. You, you people, small time. You say you want to go and share sanitary pad. You want to go and feed people from the slum. Do you even know what it means to run an NGO? Do you know what it means to register an NGO? Do you know what it takes to be called a founder? I'm not saying don't don't follow your vision or don't pursue your purpose, whatever you want to call it. Have you been trained? When I started the multi-woman network, the idea was just because I had trained in radio station, uh -huh. I now wanted to focus on women sharing their story. I'm a right. storyteller. I connect more with stories, and I know that people connect more with stories. Yeah. So the, the first idea that dropped in my mind was the multi-woman show. All right. And I identified women who were doing amazingly well, and I wanted them to just use their stories to inspire other people. Oh, I got a camera guy, I got everything. We were going, in fact, I went to a particular lady's office to go and interview her. I will not forget that time I was still working in the bank. So I sneaked out of the office because I had to work with the time that was okay for her. Mm. I, can, in fact, I cannot forget this experience in my life because her office was in CBS. I had to beg one of my friends who has a camera to say, please come and help me to record this. Till today, we didn't even, we didn't even put out the video because uh -huh. it was so messy. I was, uh -huh. I was running to meet up because my break time was going to expire. I was going back to the office. Wow. When I got back to the office, Mary, where have you been? I quickly crept back into the office and sat in my, in my seat. That was the initial idea. It was just a multi-woman show. 
But when I saw that, I couldn't sustain a show because at that time, I didn't have the right platform. Mm. I knew that only putting it only on just like a video and sending it out would not drive my message. Mm. I wanted the big platform because I've been exposed to the big big platform. And I know how they work. And I knew that at that time, I could not afford it. So I began, I, so I channeled my message and I said, okay, you know what? I still want to make impact. I still want to, you know, have that community of women mm. who, who we can, people we can learn from. Mm. And then that was what now gave birth to the Mortal Woman Network. So the Mortal Woman Network is now meant to be an umbrella for our other expressions. So yeah. we have the Mortal Woman show. We have the Mortal Woman magazine. We have the Mortal Woman um conference Mm. which we have done i think about three editions now every year you know so it began to have all that different expressions Mm. and i didn't just in fact all these things i'm saying now i didn't just wake up and dream them i had to go and learn Mm. any social entrepreneurship training i saw that time i would register i remember the training i took with namala chinarems in oshodi every sunday we would go it was for six weeks it was paid for i paid for it so i had to go and learn so they would bring in different social entrepreneurs from big big companies big, big organizations those people will come they will share with us how it works with um, brands how you can get funding you can do collaboration wow. partnership wow. equity they taught us a lot of things wow. a lot and i don't even know if they still do those things now but i had to learn those things because i knew that I don't just want to start an organization that will crumble in a few months. I didn't just want to just go and then start up something all because, oh, it's a vision, it's an idea. You have to learn. You have to learn. Team building, structure, you have to learn those things. I'm still learning. You have to learn those things because those are the things that work. You cannot come. Some people, you, you don't even have an executive summary for your organization. You are calling yourself a founder. Is that how hmm. it works? Honestly. Man. When I was sitting down to carve out the executive summary for for uh, for Multiman Network, Jesus, I scattered. I went to see one of my friends who had been for some other trainings, who knows better than me. I sat with her in her house. We will do a definition. We will cancel it. We will write again. I don't know where these people got this impression from. Everybody is now a founder. Everybody is now a CEO. Every day now, people December, they will come and meet us, come and support us. I'm I'm tired though. See people should be coming down. See mm. people should be coming down. Go and learn. You need to learn. You, if I, really? if you go and volunteer. The fact that an idea drops in your mind does not mean you you have you must go and start an organization. Go and look for an organization that is doing exactly what you are doing and go and volunteer. Go and learn. And they want to blow. They want to blow. Everybody. I don't want to talk to you. So that they will not say this and very, very, very. You've said so much, so much. The last question I'm asking you now is this: There's something on my mind, which um, it is the next phase of this of this initiative. You said something towards the end, which ties to it, and that's why I'm bringing it up. Okay. When I started the Mentors Lounge, the, the vision is to make it easy 
for people to succeed. Mm. Learning from others who are sharing the secrets that you don't hear. But the next thing that is now in my mind is, okay, you mentioned structure, you mentioned um, executive summary, you mentioned how they do funding, how they do this, how all these things are the, in the value chain of anybody who wants to do social enterprise. So whether you're doing social yeah, enterprise right. or you have a corporate organization or you have a business, there is a way. And you said you went for this really? social enterprise training. You don't yeah. know whether they are doing it again. <laughs> if you have the opportunity to curate a curriculum, to teach people what you have gone through, will you be open to that? The curriculum that will help people <laughs> No, I know I'm asking this question. It's a very strategic question. Okay, okay. Okay, I know, right? Will you be open to just that? Because, for example, you don't know whether that thing is available again, but that thing, that thing is one key factor that yeah. helps you in building this, what you have now. Yeah, right. And there are many people who are at the stage you are when you are trying to get that training, and they're wondering where they can get the training from. Yeah. So seeing someone who has gone through the process and, tra and translated the training into something that is of value, right? Mm -hmm. That person has the, yeah. has the right, the local standing mm -hmm. to say that I have the right to teach you this because I learned this, I've applied it, and I know mm -hmm. the pitfalls, I know what to do. So if you want to do this, this is a it curriculum. Yeah. Will you be open to something like that? Okay. So, so um, I would say no. Okay. Because if, if it is like right now, it, no, wait, if it's because if it is like right now, at this phase of my life now, I don't have the capacity to add that to the things on my decks. No, but not right now. I have people who approach me to say, oh, I right? Not uh, right now. Can you hear me now? Oh, wow. Can you hear me? Yes, I can. Okay, hear not you. right now. Not maybe right yeah, now. maybe later. Yes, why not? Good. Good. Yeah, why not? But for for right now, what I do when people meet me to say, "Oh, Mary, I have, you know, passion for this and I want to learn." I have a few friends in the NGO space who have trainings like specialized trainings for NGOs. They have a career. Right. I right. refer them to that. I refer them to Ideation of Africa. Ideation of Africa is another organization I know that can literally take you through from scratch. DDK. If you want, yes, DDK. If you can sit down and there are a lot of courses. If you can sit down and take all of their courses from beginning to end, both the free ones and the paid ones, you mm. are good because awesome. there are levels. If yes. you take the free ones. Some things that are in the paid session that you will never hear on the free on the free sessions. Yes. In fact, yes. the kind of people in the free sessions are not the people on the paid session. So there are levels to it. Right? Yeah. yeah. So if you can, in fact, ideation hub is a if you want to social enterprise, NGO, you know, passion, go go and carry their curriculum and let it enter your head. Awesome. But for me, maybe later well we never can tell if i mm. want to delve into that is fine but mm. right now 
It's a lot of work on my plate already, on my desk. Thank you so much, Mary. It's been an explosive session indeed. And I'm sure a lot of people are going to gain from this interview. So that's it for today on the Mentors Lounge, hosting Mary Ogundemo. And I want to thank her sincerely for honoring our invitation. And that is it for this interview today. Thank you very much, everyone. Bye for now.